0: Welcome to the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men, a place where men can find encouragement and strength to remain standing when the battles of life are closing in all around. A place where men will hear honest truth that will equip them and arm them to keep fighting in faith against the enemy's daily opposition. gentlemen. You and I have been enlisted by God in the spiritual war as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And the enemy wants to steal your joy and rob you of your peace. He wants to divide and destroy your marriages and your families. He wants to distract you from fulfilling the plans and purposes of God. And with his accusations and lies, he will tempt you to give in to fear, doubt, shame, and condemnation. But today, gentlemen, we refuse to allow him to take the win. And today, we will stand in the victory that the Lord has won for us. Gentlemen, my brothers in Christ, welcome to The Frontline. Attack the objective. Well, hey, gentlemen. It's really nice to be back with you today for another episode of The Frontline Podcast for Christian men. It's a new year, a new beginning. So happy new year to every one of you guys. I hope that you had a great time of Christmas vacation, Christmas holidays, and that you have great faith and expectation in this new year, this brand new year that we've been given. God has allowed us gentlemen to enter into a new year. It's a new beginning. We can forget about 2022 and we can move forward into the new things, the exciting things that God wants to do in your life and through your life. Amen. And so I hope that you believe that. I hope that you are trusting God for this new year of your life. I know I am. I'm believing God for just some great things, trusting him by faith uh, for his, his will to be done in my life. Once again, that's my greatest desire every year. I don't care what year it is. My desire is that I would serve the Lord and that I would honor God in, in everything. and I just trust Him for this new year for my life. Hope you had a great Christmas. I know I enjoyed Christmas. It was really nice. I was off I was home for 11 days with my family, and it was just a really nice time of rest. But it's great to be back on the podcast. I love recording these podcasts. I love connecting with you men who listen and i'm just super excited this is the first episode of 2023 uh, a funny story that happened on christmas uh, holidays it was actually on uh, christmas day um we we had christmas morning here at home with our family and then in the afternoon about two o'clock we we're gonna go about an hour drive to see my my wife's side of the family on christmas day and so around two o'clock, we're like, we got to hit the road. We have to go pick up my mother-in-law. Come on, kids. We have to go get grandma. She's waiting. And we're a little bit kind of, you know, rushed here. Okay, come on. We got to get going. You know how it is on Christmas. You don't want to do nothing, but you got places to go and all that. thing. <laughs> you know, take your flannels off. Come on. Put your jeans on. Time to go, right? That kind of thing. Um, so anyways, Christmas came around. Uh, two o'clock came around, rather. And uh so we, we got everything, put everything in the in the car. do we have everything? do we have everything? Yes we got everything okay and we hit the road and we got about 10 minutes down the road uh, almost to my mother-in-law's apartment and realized that my son forgot his gifts that he wanted to hand out to his family. And so <laughs> in that moment we're like, ah oh! you know frustration now thankfully we can look back and chuckle and laugh at these things this is just life so we drove back home to get his presence okay no big deal we text our mother-in-law well you know we'll be a bit a bit late no big deal he, he ran in the house got his uh his presence got back in the car went and uh and we're about um about 15 minutes away from our house now again for the second time and my wife says did i did i bring the food did I bring the food that she was supposed to bring? Did I bring the food? <laughs> and I'm driving. And if you're watching, I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I didn't plan the food. I got in the car. I have the car for us. I turned the car on. I made sure there's gas in the car. <laughs> I made sure that you and the kids were in the car. I don't know about the food. Did I bring the food? And so we pulled over and you know pull over i gotta check you know we said we said to our our austin look in the back of the of the cart is there a, a blue walmart bag and uh you know sure enough the blue the blue walmart bag uh wasn't there <laughs> so anyways we got back into the car and drove home again to get the food because christmas is not christmas without presents and food so we had to go back twice to get presents and the food (laughs) at the time i wasn't laughing but i will be honest i i bit my tongue i took some deep breaths and i just said to myself it's only going to make things worse if i make any comments if i get frustrated if i get angry there's no point of that there isn't it's not going to change anything it's just going to make things worse so I won. I succeeded in that, and we all we all managed pretty good, to be honest. No one got you know freaking out. It was what it was. What it was. I we had to get the food. We had to get the presents. <laughs> so, anyways, we were about you know it set us back about maybe 45 minutes to an hour, uh, but we got there in good time, and we had presents and we had food. But you know what? It was a test of my patience. It was it was a test of all of our patience. And we we won. I, I give us a W on that one. You know, we, we succeeded. We got through it. But uh, you know, those are those times that happen in our lives where you just have to. You know, in the moment, it's frustrate. It's frustrating. Uh, you know, you you might get angry. You know, you're stressed out. Your blood pressure's a little bit uh, higher. You know, your blood starts to boil a little bit and all that stuff. But thank the Lord that. Those moments in hindsight, we can look back and laugh about them, and we can share these things on podcasts, right? So, <laughs> there you go. But we had uh, an enjoyable Christmas, and we also um, are all looking forward to this new year. Uh, a New Year's family tradition that my wife and I and our kids have is every New Year's Day, uh, we we in the morning we have our coffee and we we sit down and we have this little golden box. And it's not real gold. It's like a golden-colored gift box. Let me just, you know, make that clear. I don't want you thinking that Matt Noel there in Canada is racking in the millions on this podcast. You know, he's got a gold box. No, no, no. It's a a, a Dollarama gift store Christmas box. It's just a gold color. Anyways, we we take this box, and what we do every New Year's Day, and we've been doing this for about four or five years now. We take sheets of paper and we all individually write down goals or things that we want to see happen this next year. Uh, Things that we're believing God for, things that we want to get better at, things that we want to change, things that we want to stop doing, things that we want to start doing, whatever it is. And we write them down. You can do three of them. You can do 30 of them. You write them down and, and then we read them aloud. Uh, this is what I'm believing God for this year. You know, get better at working out, eat better, drink more water, these kinds of things. Read my Bible more, I'll, These pray more, these types of things. And so my, I and my wife and my son and my daughter, we all do this. And and then we uh, read them aloud. So we share with everybody what we want to do. and And then we fold up that paper and we stick it back in this golden box. And we put that box up in our top shelf of our closet and we leave it there for the entire year and what we do is when we write these things down we we have a a scripture from the book of psalms it's psalm 37 verse 5 and verse 7 and it says this commit everything you do to the lord trust him and he will help you be still in the presence of the lord and wait patiently for him to act And so we put these goals, these desires, these prayer requests in the box. And then what we do is I read this passage, what I just read to you, Psalm 37, 37, verse 5 and verse 7. And then we pray that to God and we do that. So we say, Lord, we commit this to you. These are our desires. These are our goals. We commit everything we do to, to the Lord and we tell him that, God, we trust these things to you. We trust these things to you, and we believe that you're going to help us according to Psalm 37, verse 5. And then it says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. So we say, God, we commit these things to you. We trust you with these things, and now we wait patiently upon your timing for these things to unfold according to your will. And then we stick the box up in the uh, closet, and then So then the next year we pull down that box and we open up. So this year we pulled up last year's uh, resolutions, we'll call it uh, for 2022 and we each read them out and it was amazing. Like, Oh, I didn't realize I forgot that I wrote that down as, you know, there were things on mine that I forgot I wrote down as like, yes, I, I succeeded there or certain things was like, "Mm, I didn't quite hit that one. Or, you know, but the majority, which was I was really encouraged about all four of us this year, as we read out what we wrote down for 2022, uh, we hit the, we saw like the high majority of them, uh, being like wins, uh, success. It was awesome. It was really encouraging, and that was a. We found this to be an amazing way to start our new years uh, off on a, on an encouraging note, um, or also on a challenging note. It's like, man, I didn't succeed on that. I'm gonna do better this year. I'm gonna try again this year, and and then we committed it all to God. And so that's a tradition we've been doing as a family. Uh, I encourage you do the same. Try the same out. Uh, with your kids, even if you're younger. Uh, it's a super encouraging way and it's, it's exciting. I remember when we sat down this year, there's the golden box and I was excited to read and to see what God has done. And and we've seen growth, we've seen increase, we've seen answer to prayer. And you will also, I promise you, you will also, as you by faith, write these things down and then commit them to God. Psalm 37, verse five and verse seven. So there you are. You can make that your own new New Year's family tradition, uh, if you'd like. I know that we've loved doing that. Uh, Part of this new year that uh, it's a change for me, and I want to share this with you on the podcast, is of course, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time now, you know, uh, obviously, I work full-time as well. Um, I've been involved in church ministry for many years with my wife, and uh, so I'm also involved in preaching ministry and pastoral ministry, and and then of course the podcast, which has been about two and a half years now. And I'm just super. I, I love this podcast ministry and so the last few months of 2022 my wife and i were talking about man it'd be great to have more time to to take this podcast ministry to the next level to have more time to you know put more energy and thought and prayer um, and effort you know and quality into this podcast because it means a lot to me and and i see god's blessing on this podcast and i'm grateful to god for this podcast ministry. So my wife and I, with a lot of prayer, a lot of waiting, we've decided that starting today, actually today, Friday, January the 6th, 2023. This is the day I'm recording this podcast. Uh, I did not go to my full-time job today. I've talked to my bosses and we've all agreed that Friday is going to be a day off of my my full-time job. So I'm only working Monday to Thursday. It'll still be 40 hours. I'm going to be doing four 10s, but then Fridays is my day off where I can just make it a ministry day. And just today um, was the the first day that I've had full-time ministry day for this podcast. So I'm really encouraged by that. It's going to be hopefully helpful where I can do more. And even even with um, connecting with you, the, the, the listener, more, that's something I love to do. And this could maybe open up some more opportunities to have more time to connect and have conversations uh, with you, the listener. Um, so again, if you have any prayer requests, I've always, I share this probably on every podcast, you can send me your prayer request, uh, standing on the frontline at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at The Frontline Man. I'd love to connect with you uh, in one of those ways as well. And what I'm going to be doing on Friday mornings when I wake up, I've dedicated the first hour to drink coffee and pray for you guys. That's going to be my designated focus time to pray for you. So, all of you, as you've emailed me prayer requests over the last two and a half years, uh, my intention, now that I have proper time, more time, is to print out your name with the prayer request and have it as my own private prayer list for each one of you. And that Friday morning, the first hour of my time is going to be committing the podcast to God and committing you by name and by prayer request to God uh, f- on your behalf, trusting the Lord with you, that God's gonna meet you and answer your prayers. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. And then, of course, Friday afternoons, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are getting right back into Frontline Men's Prayer on Zoom. I've met a number of you on the, in the first four uh, prayer meetings we've had together in the end of 22. And I'm excited to do this weekly. And if you are excited about it, want to join, just shoot me an email and let me know. Standing on the frontline at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to add you onto the list. And we will just enter into 2023 Praying, that is that is sounds like a good plan to me. Commit everything you do to the Lord in prayer, trust him and he'll bring it to pass, amen? And then we wait and believe God for answers. So that's what we're gonna do. So I'm excited, I'm amped up about this new year with the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. Please connect with me. I love meeting and connecting with the listeners. So with saying all that, we are gonna get into today's topic. Uh, we're gonna see what happens. Okay going to be exciting. I'm very excited now. <laughs> and this is an important topic especially with new years uh, you know, the new year just beginning here, uh, a lot of people have New Year's resolutions, kind of like what we talked about. Call it a goal, call it a dream, call it a desire. A lot of people call them New Year's resolutions. And what we find happening, and I know I've I've been guilty of this, is that I have res- resolutions that I make and I write down and I'm all excited about it and I might do it for a week or two or maybe three and then I stop doing it and I fail. That. Th- that happens, right? We we fail in pursuing and completing those New Year's resolutions. And, and that's what we're talking about. Not new, Year, new year's resolutions. We are talking about when a man fails. That's right. When a man fails, you and I, starting with me, we are going to fail. I fail. You fail. We miss the mark, we make mistakes, we screw up, we drop the ball, right? It's true, it happens to each and every one of us. We say things that we shouldn't say. Everybody said, yep, been there, done that right? We do things that we know we shouldn't do, but we do it anyway. It's kind of like in Romans 7 where Paul writes, the things that I don't want to do, I do. And the things I do want to do, I don't do. And then he's like, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Yes, Jesus is our hope for this body of death, this sinful nature, this wretched flesh that I am, who fails miserably often. That is the testimony of every man we fail we miss the mark but thank God for Jesus Christ who came to strengthen us and set us free despite our failures amen but we will fail we do things we shouldn't do we go places that we should not go we sin against God and we sin against people that we love and people that we care about this will happen from time to time you will fail. But listen, we don't have to sin. We will sin, but we don't have to sin. Amen, it's true. Listen to 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. In other words, we lie to ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we say that we don't have sin, if we say that we don't fail, We're good. No, I don't sin. Sin's not a problem for me. Failure's not a problem for me. The Bible says that the truth isn't in you. You're deceiving your own self. We all sin. We all fail. Listen to Psalm 51 uh, verse 5. Surely I was sinful at birth. This is David speaking. Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time that my mother conceived me. Right from the time I was conceived and born, I was sinful, right? That's the truth of it. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, but if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Aren't you glad for that? If we sin, and we will sin, right? Because we're not going to deceive ourselves. If we sin, we have an advocate to God, to the Father God, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our advocate for when we sin. Now, an advocate, gentlemen, it's kind of a big word. In my world, it's a big word. An advocate is a person who comes to our aid or pleads our case to the judge. An advocate offers support, strength, and counsel and intercedes for us when we need it. And Jesus is our advocate when we sin and when we fail. He stands up for us. He pleads to the Father on our behalf. He says to the Father, this man is my, is my, is, a follower of mine, this man loves me. This man has put his faith in me. Yes, he's failed, but I stand and I intercede on his behalf. He's sorry for his sin. He's gotten back up from his failure. His trust is in me. He believes that I am his Lord and his Savior. Father, I intercede on behalf of this man. That is what Jesus does for you and I when we sin. Aren't you glad for that? Yeah, you better be saying amen. You better be thanking God right now that he stands up for you when you sin. But let's be honest about this idea of sin and failure. Sin, gentlemen, it is a choice. Sin is a choice. We choose to do wrong things. We do. You're like, yep, that's true. Our sin is a choice. We choose to look at pornography. It's a choice. Nobody forces us. There's no gun held to our, our, our head saying, look at pornography. We choose to gossip about our family, about our coworkers. We choose to get drunk or high. We choose to steal. We choose to cuss. We choose to cheat. We choose to lust. We choose to lie. These are all choices that we make, starting with me. We choose these things. We don't have to, but we choose them. This is the case for every single human being since the fall of Adam and Eve in the beginning in, in the book of Genesis. This has been the reality for every man, every woman, that we we are sinful. Our body is a body of, of, of death. It's a sin nature that we, we walk in. Our sin, though, is a choice. Adam and Eve... They chose to disobey God. God told them what he expected, and they made the choice to disobey. God has given you and I his word. He's given you and I commands. He's given you and I scriptural uh, principles to live by for our good. Yes, for our good. But we oftentimes choose to disobey them. It's our choice. In Joshua chapter 24 verse 15, Joshua is like pleading with the people of Israel at the time and he's like today like choose who are you going to serve? If you're going to choose God, then then choose then excuse me, if you're going to serve God, then serve him. If you're going to serve yourself or serve another god or, or the world, then fine, serve them, but choose today who are you going to serve? You see it's always been a choice for you and I to make. So we need to make our choice, you know, and oftentimes when it comes to sin, it is a choice that we make. We fail. We fail. We miss the mark. We fall flat on our face, gentlemen. That is the reality for each one of us. But listen, you need to know that you are not the only man in this world who fails, Aren't you glad for that? I know I'm glad for that. I'm glad that when I fail, when I screw up, when I sin, when I miss the mark, I'm glad, I'm thankful that I'm not the only man who fails God, who fails people, who fails in this life. Sometimes, a lot of times when I do fail, I feel like I'm the only one. I feel like there's nobody else on the face of this planet who's screwed up like I just screwed up. That's a total lie. A total lie. That's a work of the enemy. The enemy wants you to believe that lie, to believe that you are the only failure, that there's no one else screwing up like you are, like you just did. That's a lie. You're not the only man who fails. So be encouraged with that. You're not alone in your failure. Listen to Romans chapter three, verse 23 to 25. For everyone has sinned. Hear those first four words. For everyone has sinned. Amen. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. Praise God. He did He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins, for God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. So we all miss the mark for all have sinned and fall short. Of God's glory but we are free because of Jesus Christ amen I know that I'm grateful that I am free because of Jesus Christ but listen the devil he will kick you when you're down when you fail when you fall that's when the enemy Satan comes in and he will kick you hard when you are down He will come in and he will condemn you and tell you of how much of a failure you are. The devil will accuse you. The devil will tempt you to stay down in shame and and disgrace and unbelief. The devil will lie to you and make you feel again like you're the only one. This is how the devil works. This is a work of Satan. But you can't listen. When When you were down, you need to get up again. And and disregard his voice and his lies and his feet that are kicking you, you know, metaphorically speaking. But Satan wants you to stay down, but you can't stay down. But you are not alone in your failure. No matter what lie the enemy might tell you, you are not the only one in your failure. You have brothers in Christ who can relate with your failure. Let me just take a quick drink here. Excuse me. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. It says, "Be sober, be, be vigilant, because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the Listen, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world." There it is right there. The enemy's ro- roaming around this world. He's trying to trip you up. He's trying to devour your life. He's trying to ruin your marriage. He's trying to bring you down to a place of darkness and sin and ruin. That is what Satan is trying to do. That is his goal. That is his desire for you and for me. He's roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But the Bible says, resist the devil steadfast or firm in your faith. And then notice it says, knowing that the same suffering, the same experiences are being experienced by your brothers around the world. Your brothers around the world. You are not failing on your own. You are not the only one in the battle, in the struggle, in the fight. You are surrounded by brothers in Christ who are on the front line fighting as well with you. Amen? So what do we do when we fail? What do we do when we fail? Because we know we're going to fail. So what do we do? How do we respond to our failure? Number one, this is really important, gentlemen. Hear me, we take responsibility for our sin. We take responsibility for our failure. We don't make excuses for our failure. We take responsibility, amen? We own our failure. We own our sin. We don't justify our sin. We don't blame others for our failure. We own it. We accept responsibility for our failure, amen? you know, in the Bible, if you know your Bible, the story of, of King David and Bathsheba, the Bible says that that they were out to war and 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 the kings were out to war and the warriors were, were doing battle and David should have been out to war. But David was at home and he was alone and he went up on his rooftop of his palace. And of course, he looked over across to the house next door and there he saw Bathsheba, who the Bible says was a beautiful woman and she was naked taking a bath. And David looked at her. And in that moment, he had a choice, a split second decision. Do I continue to look at Bathsheba? Do I continue to look and then enter into lust and then sin against God and begin to progress in that area of sin with Bathsheba? Or in that moment, do I immediately turn around, go back downstairs and say, Lord, strengthen me not to go back up on the roof? (laughs) Right? That's what he should have done, but that's not what he did do. He lusted because he's the king. He had authority. He got his men to bring her to him. She was uh, a married woman and he commit adultery with Bathsheba. And he, they had sex. They slept together. In fact, she actually gets pregnant in their affair. And now David's trying to cover up his sin. And I'm sure we've all been there before. I know I've been there before, trying to cover up your sin, right? And the Bible teaches that your sin will find you out. I've experienced that the hard way, okay? Maybe you can relate with that. David also his sin found him out. He actually had she was a married woman of course. Um he then had her husband uh killed in war intentionally. He he murdered. He got his her her husband Uriah murdered uh murdered, sorry. And uh and you can see David's trying to cover up his sin and the and the hole, the pile's getting bigger. The hole's getting deeper, right? We've all been there before. And so this is what happens with David's sin. And listen, when he's exposed, of, of course, Nathan the prophet comes and 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 basically calls him out on it with a with a parable, and and David's like, no, that's not right, that's unjust, and and Nathan's like, you're the man I'm talking about, David. This is about you. You're the sinful man. This this is you're the man, bro. Fess up. You you sinned. And David's response to this to his sin is found in Psalm 51. That's David's response to his sin with. Bathsheba, and he writes in Psalm 51, verse one to three, have mercy on me, God. Oh God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Notice David owned his sin how how many times my sin my guilt my rebellion is what he says david owned his sin you and i need to own our sin and it's not easy to do it takes humility there's there's a lot of times at pain there's pain involved in this process i remember many years ago probably 14 15 years ago before the the day of smartphones when smartphones took through took over they were kind of just on the brink of making smartphones um, and, and I had this little phone and you could kind of connect not really to the internet but kind of I don't really know how to explain it but anyway, you could see pictures on this phone. all sorts of different pictures carts, cars, sports, all that stuff including including women. Okay, and I'm sure men and all this stuff. But this is the brink of like smartphones, being able to see pictures and not quite videos on your phone. And I remember one time I I made foolish decisions. I was led astray by my sinful flesh. And I started looking at these very like you know, pixelated it certainly wasn't high definition. It doesn't matter, it doesn't make it any better or any different. But I started looking at pictures on this old phone, um, you know, of, of women. Okay. And it was wrong, it was sinful. I knew it. I knew it while I was doing it, but I allowed my flesh to take over and I just was looking, you know, picture after picture. And and what and then what happened was that week, um, you know, it was just a kind of a one time thing. And, and that week, our phone bills came, and both of my wife's phone and my phone are on the same bill. And, uh, and it was really way more expensive than normal. And when my wife's like, Matt, why is our phone bill so expensive? Immediately, my heart sank. Immediately, I, I, I was so filled with guilt and shame. I knew why. And immediately I started to want to like justify it. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to call, you know, tell us and figure this out. I'm not too sure why. All while I know exactly why. It's because I was, I didn't realize this, looking at these pictures was racking up money. But it was me. It was my fault. It was because of my sin and my failure. And so I remember that night I I actually had to go uh, to our church prayer meeting. (laughs) And now I'm feeling completely broken and, Shamed by my sin, and and what am I gonna do? So I'm like, yeah, I'll call, I'll call, tell us, and figure it out. I gotta go to prayer meeting. And when I left the house, I was just feeling so awful. It was I felt so convicted and so condemned, and just I'm sure you can understand that feeling. And so I actually called my dad and said, Dad, I actually can't make it to prayer. And I and I drove and found a, a parking lot and just got alone with God, and I began to weep. I began to cry over my sin, cry and weep before God, asking him to forgive me. And I knew in that moment I had to own my sin and make this right with my wife. And it was really hard. I didn't want to. I wanted to cover it up like David. I did. But I knew it was me. It was my fault. I failed. And so I made it right with God. And I went back home that night and I, and I, I made it right with my wife. I confessed to her. I told her what, what I was doing and I asked her to forgive me and she was hurt. She was broken and, and she was really disappointed, rightly so. I failed. I failed miserably as a man, but I owned it. I didn't make excuses for it. I owned it. And I'm grateful for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We need his conviction, gentlemen. If you feel the conviction and hear and sense the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life when you fail, when you sin, that is a good thing. That is confirmation that you are in right standing with God because he's convicting you. You Say, no, my son, I love you. This grieves me. I got such better things for you. You don't need to sin here. So we need to own our sin. No excuses. Number two. We confess our failure to God, kind of like I had to do. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, God will forgive our sins. Yes, God, Jesus paid the price for all sin, One time, the Bible teaches that He paid the price for all of our past sin, all of the sin of our present, and all of the sin of our future. Yes, but the sin of our future is not our sin yet. We're not even there yet. We know we're going to sin in our future, but that's not our sin yet. It will become our sin when we commit the sin. Do you understand? So yes, Jesus paid the price for all sin. Amen, yes. But we need to confess our sins to God and then we are forgiven of our sins. We can't go on sinning, just doing what we want to do, expecting that, oh, our sins have been forgiven already. It doesn't work that way. We confess our sins to God, then he's faithful to forgive us of our sins. Psalms 51 again, this is the, again, David writing, in brokenness in response to his sin. Psalm 51 verse 4, listen to what David said. Against you, speaking to God, against you and you alone have I sinned. Notice he's confessing it. I've done what is evil in your sight and you will be proved right in what you say, God, and your judgment against me is just. Psalm 32, verses 1 through 6. Listen to what David writes here. This is amazing regarding confessing our sin. Listen carefully, gentlemen, and read this again for yourself. Psalm 32, verse 1 through 6. Oh, what joy. Some Bible versions say, what happiness. What joy, what happiness for those people whose disobedience is forgiven. Amen. I tell you, when God forgives you, when you pour your sin out to God and confess it to God and he forgives you, there's nothing like that. Amen? Have you experienced that? I have. And there's nothing like knowing your sins are forgiven. And he says here, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven and whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Ah, yes, I want to live a life of complete honesty. Verse three, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Hear that, when I refused to confess my sin, I was hiding my sin. My body began wasting away. I've been been feeling it in my body, you know, sickness, maybe aches and pains, you know, infirmities in your body. Sin affects you physically. It does. You you can get sick because of your sin. You you can deal with disabilities and injuries and, and aches and pains. Your body is affected by sin. Don't think it's not. He's like, when I refused to confess my sin to you, God, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was upon me. That's the conviction of the Lord. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. I know I've experienced that with sin with failure, intentional failure, intentional sin. You feel it physically. Your body trembles. Your body feels weak and sick. I know what he's talking about. You feel weak. His strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you. He's like, finally, I couldn't take your conviction anymore. Finally, I couldn't take living like this anymore, hiding my sin. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you, God, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me and all of my guilt is gone. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's amazing. All of my guilt is gone. The only way your guilt can be removed, the only way that your conscience can be cleared is when God clears you, when God forgives you, when God cleanses you. You need to confess your sins to God openly, honestly, in a a humble attitude, in a broken attitude. God will not deny you. God will not reject you. God will receive you and God will forgive you and cleanse You of your sin and all of your guilt and shame and condemnation, he will remove. Amen. Praise the Lord. Powerful. But it starts with confessing your sins to God. Number three, we also confess our failures to a trusted brother in Christ. This is a Christian men's podcast. The majority of you are Christian men who are listening. You need to find A brother in Christ who you can trust, who you can share your sin with, who you can share your struggle, your burdens with. You need that. I need that. And I encourage you to find that. Maybe a brother in your church family, maybe a brother in your natural family who loves God that you can trust. A brother who loves Jesus, who you can trust. You need to tell them and confess to them your sin, your failure. Super important. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you will be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Listen, this doesn't mean you go to everybody in your church, everybody in your small group, everybody in your family, and you just confess your sins. I did this yesterday. I did this last week. I went here. I shouldn't have gone there. I did this. I thought this. I said this. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's finding a trusted brother in Christ that you can sit down with and say, Brother, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this. Bro, I keep failing in this. I keep sinning in this area, whatever area it is, gentlemen. You need to be honest and open so that you can be healed. Yes, God forgives you. When you confess that sin to God, you are forgiven. But healing comes, deliverance comes. When you find a brother that you can get honest with. Now that brother knows the struggle, he can can, uh, keep you accountable, he can strengthen you, he can encourage you, he can walk with you, he can be praying for you, praying with you. Confess your sins to a faithful brother who you can trust. Amen? Number four, when we fail, we've already touched on this, but very simply, we need to ask forgiveness. Yes, obviously we've already talked about it a lot. We ask God to forgive us of our sin, but also we ask our wives to forgive them when we when we screw up, when we sin, when we hurt them, when we fail them. We humble ourselves before our wives. And we don't we don't put it on them. We don't try to, you know, make them feel like, "Well, you're a sinner too." We even though that's true, even though your wife's not perfect, She'll fail you. She'll sin against you. It's going to happen too. But her sin's not your responsibility. That's between her and God. You're responsible for your sin. And when you fail your wife, you need to confess to your wife that you're sorry. You need to ask her to forgive you and to express to her that you're sorry. You ask your wife for forgiveness. There might be times you need to ask your children to forgive you. There's been times I've had to ask my kids to forgive me. I've been short with them. I would yell at them. I would mist I would, you know, mistreat them verbally. I'd maybe talk rude to them, say things I didn't need to say, be short with them. And I had to say, man, listen, Austin, listen, Jalen. I'm sorry. That was wrong. I sinned. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And you make it right. Maybe friends. Maybe you you hurt a friend. You hurt a brother that you love, that you care for. But you screw up. You miss the mark. You fail. You need to go to them and make it right and ask them to forgive you. And when they come to you, you want to extend that same forgiveness. The Bible teaches that we're to forgive as we have been forgiven. It's not easy. But forgiveness is super important. And number five. Lastly here, when you fail, gentlemen, get up, get up, bro, get up. Yeah, I'm hurting. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really under pressure. I feel like a failure. I screwed up. Yes, I know. Okay. You did own it, confess it, right? Ask forgiveness and now get your butt up off the floor. Amen. I say this in love get your stinking butt up off the floor and move forward into what God has in store for you. Amen? I know you failed. You've confessed it. You've owned it. You've been forgiven by God. You've been forgiven by me. You've been forgiven by them. Now get up. Don't sit in your shame anymore. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy keeping you down anymore. Get up off the ground, out of your shame, out of the mud. Stand up as the child of God, as the man of God that you are in Jesus Christ and move forward into what God has in store for you. Despite your failure, get up from your failure and move into the grace of God. Amen? Get up, gentlemen. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Though the righteous, look at that. Though the righteous, though the Christian, though the man who loves God, though he falls down seven times, he stumbles, he fails seven times, they rise again. They get back up again. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself, this is Paul speaking, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward or pressing forward to what is ahead. He says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus." Listen, your failure is now a thing of your past. I don't care if it was one minute ago. I don't care if it was a year ago. It is a thing of your past. Confess it, own it, get up and move forward from it and leave it behind you. Your failure is not who you are. Your failure does not define you. Jesus Christ defines you, gentlemen. So get up and move on in the grace of God. Listen, gentlemen, as I close this podcast, your life, whether you like it or not, your life is an example. People are watching you. Your children are watching you. Your coworkers are watching you. Your wife is watching you. Your family is watching you. People are. And they're watching for your example. How are you living your life? They're watching you. We need to understand that. And people are going to see you when you win and people will see you when you fail. They will. And it's when you fail, we own it and we are real about it before those people who are watching. But you are leading by example, gentlemen. Men are leaders. You are an example in your manhood in your leadership. And I want to encourage you that even in your failure, you can still lead by example. When you fail your kids, you can go to them and lead by example by confessing your failure to your children, asking them to forgive you and owning it and making it right. You can go to your wife and lead by example by telling her that you were wrong and asking her to forgive you for your failure, for your sin. You are leading this way by your example and it's powerful. So even when you fail, you can still lead by example. Amen? Owning your failure, confessing your failure, asking forgiveness for your failure, and getting up from your failure, and moving forward from your failure. Amen? This is what you need to do. This is what I need to do. So gentlemen, I hope that you are encouraged on this first episode of 2023, the Frontline Podcast for Christian Men. We are just getting started. I am amped up trusting God for great things. Reach out to me, standing standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, at The Frontline Man. I would love to hear, with you, hear from you, connect with you. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Until next time, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. God bless you. Thanks for joining me on The front line. We're done here. Time to go. I hope that you were challenged, equipped, and encouraged to remain standing for Jesus, your marriages, your families, and the plans and purposes of God for your life. I am prepared. I'd love to connect with you. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Frontline Man. Follow me and you're in good company. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Watch it. And also email me questions, comments, or prayer requests at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. I just want to talk. One more thing. If you could please leave me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, this would really help spread the word of the podcast to other listeners around the world. I'm looking for someone to share information. Until next time, gentlemen, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God. We stand ready.